this is called Fish's Call Sheet. It's where I celebrate the people behind the scenes who make production and all of the magic of our business happen. And one of the areas that everybody sees, but rarely do they understand what goes into it, is hair. So today I have the wonderful and talented Ashley Noel, who is a personal friend and an amazing, amazing artist. Thank you. Thank you. So welcome. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah. Thank you. I, you're so talented. It, you know, we'll get into all of that. I guess the first thing I should, I should kind of do is, so what's your official job title? My official job title is celebrity natural hairstylist. What do people think you do when you say that? Um, that I pretty much that I only deal with like very kinky hair or like for black women. Okay. Um, yeah, usually that's what they, they, they think of initially, but I do everything. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. What do you yes. really do? I ask everybody. I really, I create, I just, it doesn't matter what kind of hair texture. It doesn't matter. Straight, long, thick, coarse, uh, curly. I just like to create art on the head. <laughs> and it starts with kind of understanding who your client is. Yes. Uh, and, and kind of taking in that and then taking in the tone of whatever this project is. A scene, an event, a photo shoot, whatever yes, it is. It absolutely. What is the theme of whatever we're doing? Um, especially I work on Snowfall. So it's I talk to um, the wardrobe to see what, you know, what vibe they're going for for that scene. I read the script. And then that is how I understand exactly what I need to create on the head. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, on a call sheet, you know, one of the things for hair that people don't think about is what is the sequence of what scenes? Because say you're going to do look number two, which may be seen, I don't know, D, say on a A through J, right? Mm -hmm. But then you need look one for A and for C, but you're going to shoot them out of order, right? So then they give you this chaos, yeah. right? Exactly. And, and exactly. then you're like, then you have to tell them the truth about how long some of these hairstyles take to go from one to the other. Absolutely. You are hitting it on the head. Absolutely. It is a struggle because you tell them, hey, like, okay, especially doing natural hair, it's not as quick that you can just kind of go from one look to another. Um, maybe with somebody who has straighter hair where they may need a curl or this. Uh, since I work on a period show, I have to do 80s hairstyles. It takes a lot, and my client has a lot of hair, so it takes time to transform her hair from one look, and then I have to put it to another look, and then go back sometimes to the look that we did previously. What helps a lot is I love continuity. I take all, I take the pictures, put it in the book. I make sure that I get all the angles that I need so that if I need to recreate, you know, and I also create shortcuts for myself on some of the styles. Sometimes I have to do hair in like 15 minutes and I'm like, that's not going to work. Like, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to, you're going to have to bend them just a little bit. Can you give me an extra five minutes? <laughs> mm -hmm. So once you kind of set a tone for a show, they have an outline of what they want and an idea. Yes. But you have this creative freedom, especially as a show goes on, right? Or as a project goes on, mm -hmm. or depending on what kind of shoot you're doing, if you do a photo shoot or an event. Mm -hmm. And as you go for that look, you make adjustments from, from one to the other. But in order for there to be a dramatic difference in look, it takes time. Absolutely. And I'm going to use a male example. My writing partner and I, we're always studying all these things on Arrow. Mm -hmm. Have an actor who has a fro, 
But then when he when he transformed to superhero mode, he's got cornrows. Cornrows is a process, right? Like Absolutely. that's not you know I, I, we we joke as writers we're like okay whatever emergency he was on his way to it already happened and the person got away. <laughs> that's a two hour process to go yes, from a takes, really yeah. nice fro yes to cornrows that are down, especially yeah. that are like organized like, and that be neat. Yeah, it takes time. It definitely takes time. Sometimes you feel like you can't speak up because you're like, oh, I'm a hairstylist, right? And it's like, well, they're on, I'm on their time sometimes. You have to understand that you have to like create that boundary because if you don't, then they're going to always think that you can do something in 10 minutes. And then that to me stifles my creativity as well. And I can't execute the way I want to and translate well. And so, you know, even going to like events and doing events, I can't do the same hairstyle that I did for the event before. When networks book for glam, sometimes they don't understand that it's going to take the time to do the hair. So they'll go, oh, you can have, you have an hour. And now you're like battling also with the makeup artist because they have to work and I can't move too much. So then they don't mess up, you know, the face. Let me step in real quick. I just want mm -hmm. people to know what glam is, right? So yes. For a big event or for like special projects, you get glam, which is basically kind of a dedicated time period for you to get glamorous essentially and prepared. You know, you can't wear the same hairstyle from one event to the other, right? Because that's just not how it's done. Mm -hmm. And you can't have kind of the same style from event to event. Or sometimes if you work on two or three different projects, it has to be in the tone similar to the project you're working on or not too mm -hmm. much like your other project. What's a hairstyle, right? Where you got mm -hmm. super excited. You're like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to be totally creative here. Mm -hmm. And you, you turn to the client and you say, okay, can I try something totally new? Mm -hmm. What are some of those that stick out in your mind where you're like, man, I love this event or this hairstyle that I did. So, so the last event before the quarantine um, that I did with Marseille Martin was, it was for the premiere of Mulan. And she had extensions in that were long and she was like, we're done shooting the show. Um, Cause she's on black. She was like, we're done shooting. Uh, we're wrapped up. And so you can do whatever you want to this. I can. And I was like, okay, so. <laughs> she wasn't sure this time she had usually she gives we collab a lot this time no collab she said do whatever you want you can be creative I was like this is great I saw what she was wearing and then I understood what event it was for um, since it's Disney a lot of times people go to the events kind of with whatever the Disney theme is so and especially with the way the shape of what she was wearing it just I was like I'm gonna have to go with the shape and just kind of like bring it all together. Right. So I did a blunt bob across and I said, but what can I do to give it some kind of oomph? I was like, I don't know. I thought about like a, like a samurai, I guess. And so, um, and how they have the buns, right? They have the, so I took a braid, I pulled it apart and went down the center of her for like the center part. And it was a long braid with the short bob. And I added some gold because she was wearing like gold twine or whatever in the hair and it was just like all from inspiration from just what I know culturally I guess in a sense uh from what I know um for the event and then aesthetically and then again it's a fine line to make sure that you don't offend anybody too as well right say people who aren't black you know wear cornrows and braids um sometimes depending on how it's done 
the black community feels like it, sometimes it could be done distasteful, but we, as a black community, we're okay with people or who are non-black to wear braids. It it's just we see it as as long as you understand where where it comes from and why it was where it was created, then we're okay. And I think that with that with that being that fine line again is like I want to make sure that it's culturally okay because I I'm we're sen I'm sensitive and I just want to make sure that I'm sensitive as well to other cultures as well but yet to understand that it is being creative in knowing that it's coming from a good place so yeah on honoring a culture I think that's the thing yes is we should all want to borrow pieces and, and portions of each other's cultures and honor each other's cultures we just have to make sure that we do it in a way that is honorable and respectful, right? Absolutely. So that we don't start getting into cultural appropriation and and what we can't do is ever mock or use it to make fun of yes. or demean. And I think that's yes. the that's the problem is unfortunately all the people who have come before us who have misused it. Yes. Absolutely. You have to be more sensitive about how you do some of these things. Absolutely. And also Absolutely. Culturally speaking, you know, this is one of those things I think that maybe you, you could touch on is, you know, people assume, like in any group, that the African-American community is all one unified group, and that's not the case. And, yeah. you know, when you're doing hair for different people who have different backgrounds, you know, some of them maybe, you know, have Nigerian parents versus, yes. you know, they're from an area of South Africa, or they may even, or from the United States, or yes. from Europe. Yes. Yes, that's that's definitely a thing. Um, I do have I've worked on clients who are from Africa, or have parents. You know, they're first generation, and they have parents that are from Africa and different regions. Again, like you don't want to. We don't as I don't want to braid someone's hair in a in in a form that's in a region in Africa and offend them right because i'm american right and it's right. completely different and they're like well you don't know because you ain't been here and this is how it is so that is a fine line for within our own community um because again every region is completely different and culturally braids mean a certain thing to each culture you know to each region um whether you're from like you said south africa west africa region or the east african region even north like um so absolutely it's like you don't want to offend within our community as well so mm -hmm. what do you think about the rise of more natural hair in projects i think it's a beautiful expression i love and it I, and i think it's awesome it kind of took a while yes <laughs> but but it is making a very dramatic impact i think on projects Absolutely. people who are who advocate for black people as far as who are who are non-black who have kind of some way in the industry right some like some weight in the industry they're actually using their voice to say there's not enough diversity like you walk out of on set and there's diversity because this is the world we live in. And then I go to work and I don't see it depicted here at work. Right. Um, when you have people who do that and then also the consumer too, as well, the, the audience 
if you don't see yourself on screen, right? After a while, and then the people who are writing, right? It's not reflected in, in like, it's not something you see like at home. After a while, you're not going to watch it. Yeah, you're I'm, not going to be big, interested. Firm believer in that, you know. I mean, you know, I write so many things with mm-hmm. so many different diverse casts, and mm-hmm. that's a big deal to me. It always has mm-hmm. been. Uh, and I grew up on a pretty diverse set, mm-hmm. and you know, I see it. Some places there's so much more diversity now, and there's a lot of places where there's very little, mm-hmm. and it's hard to tell stories about diversity if your writer's room isn't diverse, because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to see yourself in these projects. And also, it's easy to offend when you don't have people who have been there and experienced it. There's exactly. no one there to say, mm, not like mm-hmm. that. That's, exactly. not, that's not what my family does. That's not what my community does. That's not exactly. the people I know. Exactly. And exactly. on the Congress, we touched on, on bits and pieces of it. I wanted us to mm-hmm. get into it a lot more. You mm-hmm. know, we talked about Mary, played by Jaden Ray. Mm-hmm. about her hair mm-hmm. Mylan Robinson came in as Gina as her mom mm-hmm. basically giving the whole family like look I'm gonna teach you all how to do this right because mm-hmm. hair is a big deal and you can't have Absolutely. my kid looking raggedy Cra- out the streets, crazy right? exactly exactly and that's a real thing in my case it's something I want to touch on a lot more of being in an interracial couple having a biracial child on the show mm-hmm. the complexity of that of yes. learning it. you know yes. you and I have talked I want to learn how to braid hair because I think it's a good life skill. Yes. And, yes. And, and that's the thing, right? And to be supportive, to, to yes. be able to help. Because also early on, you know, uh, Jaden and Maya Lynn were kind of doing their hair until we got somebody who really understood mm-hmm. how to take care of their hair. And mm-hmm. that can be a very serious issue. And it's not fair to them. It's not fair no. for them to have to commit more time or Jaden's mom to have to do that. Who's not getting paid for that service. No, exactly. Exactly. And it's crazy because, like you said, getting paid for the service is like these parents with these kids. They're doing their kids' hair, and that's not their job. Their job is to bring them to work, and then all that gets done, that's included in their job. Right. I mean, not just our business, but our business in particular, because we're trying to portray an authentic view of society. Right. And it becomes impossible to share those stories or be authentic if you don't have people who have had those experiences in the room, on the stage, in the hair and makeup rooms, making you realistically match what's going on in society. It, Absolutely. If you go into a movie theater and you watch something and you look up and you say, okay, well, that's not something we would do or that's not how it's done. Right. You know, we joked about edge work, right? Like, yes. you know, doing your edges. Yes. That's it. But Listen, that's okay. I, I, I coach a group of 22 girls. There are some girls who will not play until their edges are done. Edges look, I'm trying to tell you, that is a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. Especially right now. It's like all oh, the craze right now. Everybody's like, I got to get my edges right. So if even if you don't have your edges swooped, they at least have to look full and look like your hair is healthy. And I think that goes into the maintenance of natural hair, you know, and trying to understand your hair so that you can get the results that you want with fuller edges or like a nice, you can get the edges that you can swoop, you know? As we see this inclusion of, of diversity in our business mm-hmm. on screen, that's great, but that has to move off screen Off screen, well. absolutely. And some places are really good about it. Some productions are fantastic and other productions 
it's they're still a real trying to battle. get it together. Mm-hmm. And I get that a lot of people work with the people they're familiar with, mm-hmm. but you and have I guess to have what... new people come in and you have to get people who know what you're doing and how to represent everyone who's being exactly it's easy to be comfortable with like you said the people that you work with you know or that you're used to um so that's why a lot like you said that's why it's kind of a lot harder to get that more inclusion like people like like you and who've been in the industry who kind of have some weight go hey this this doesn't, you know, I'm going to hire this person because I know that this person would be perfect because of the experiences that they've had, or this person is going to be great for it because of this, that, and the third. You have the openness, and sometimes you being an, an example goes, okay, and that project came out really great. Huh, let's go on. A, okay, so what did he do that's different than what we've been doing? And then to see that inclusion and then to say, okay, to have that diversity, then it's just like, you know, you hope that that just opens up and starts to trickle throughout. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about inclusivity for me. You know, I mean, Mm. even, you know, my, my production companies with my writing partner, inclusive, and then uh, mine is mutually inclusive because for us, it's about inclusivity for Mm -hmm. us. It's about having authentic stories those same excuses have been used for far too long to keep people out. Oh, I'm working with the people I'm used to or I'm comfortable with. Well, if it's because they're really great at their job, then some portion of that is okay. But the truth is new people have to come in mm-hmm. and new voices have to rise mm-hmm. in order for us to share a more authentic story and for us to really reveal the whole world. Exactly. You can't do it with the same old people. Plus, those people are going to age out. Those people are going to move on. We need uh-huh. good, talented people. Ashley, maybe take us through like doing, say, box braids, right? Okay. You're going to put in box braids. How long that takes? Because I think a lot of people don't have a concept of that. I have a client and uh, she has box braids on the show. I have to have a whole separate day. It cannot be on set. Her hair would be, I think it's about four hours. It could be like four to five, maybe yeah, between four to six hours is how long it could take for me to wash her hair, you know, depending on if she needs a deep condition. Um, we blow dry if she needs a trim. That's a whole process. I always want to make sure that I maintain the client's hair um, as, it get, as it's being put into a protective style, which are braids. That's a process separating the hair, making sure the parts are neat, making sure I have the right size that is needed. Because again, my client's going on TV, so she needs continuity from before, and it has to be the same. So I take pictures as well, so then we know exactly what size. And then we get information from, you know, if the producer wants something or whatever, if they want made a little smaller or whatever the situation right. can is. I, can so. I jump in? So, like, mm-hmm. as, you, as you, you know, depending on the person's individual hair, yes, you may have to add a different number of packs of hair. Yes. Depending on how much hair you're adding to certain things, that's how big the braids end up. And that's yes. part of the continuity thing. And then sometimes you you do them and then you have to get a check or approval either from the network or from a producer or a showrunner or both right. sometimes, which is the mm-hmm. real chaos, right? Mm-hmm. And one person will say, no, go bigger. I want mm-hmm. bigger, thicker. And somebody else goes, no, no, smaller and lighter. Right. And I think sometimes also people forget because they haven't worn them is that's a person wearing weight on their head and on their exactly. neck. Exactly. And one of your gifts, I'm going to point this out as we're doing this, is if you're tenderheaded, if you have a soft scalp and, and, and you're used to it hurting when these processes happen, hire Ashley. 
Because oh. Ashley is kind and gentle and oh, patient, you. but also takes care of your hair, which is also yes. something for a performer. Yes. When you transition to a new look, if your hair wasn't taken care of, it could be a nightmare. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of my clients have gone through that and like are in the struggle. A lot of my clients have hired me because they know that I take care of their hair and that's why I'm like pushing to get into the union and getting my like days and just because I want to be able to have that people of color who have curly hair know that somebody's in the industry that is trying to preserve their hair um, because they have had a lot of really terrible terrible experiences with being on set where they go on set and they have to do their own hair um, yeah, that, that is a thing particularly in our business um that really shocked me, you know, growing up around so many different people with so many different backgrounds, mm -hmm. I just assumed that kind of you get hair and makeup, you get hair and makeup. But I've been shocked on certain projects to watch how, you know, particularly African-American actresses mm -hmm. have had to do their own hair. That's adding a whole secondary job that nobody else is doing. And to maintain natural hair, it's an art form. Mm -hmm. really is. One of right. the reasons I wanted to have you on is because you do such a masterful job and you do so many different types of people's hair. Men are kind of easy because most of it's just continuity because kind of our hair is what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. So unless it's facial hair or wigs or things like that, right. for female actors, that their process is so different and can be so yeah. dramatic. Yes. You know, I, one of the things people should do is they should go to your Instagram, a Hair by Ashley Noel, and look at like Marseille Martin, whose hair you do mm -hmm. quite a bit, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, Issa Rae, mm -hmm. and Angela Lewis, and just see mm -hmm. the different style. Where does that style, as far as what you want to do with them, start with? Start with analyzing their individual hair? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I need to know what their texture can do. I need to know like what products, and that's important because every head doesn't have the same products. I kind of have like certain base products that I use, maybe like a shampoo and conditioner and a leave-in conditioner. But as far as styling, um, I need to know exactly what their hair does. And then once I kind of get a hold of that, I, you know, depending on how much hair they have, then I go into what are we doing this for? Um, is it for an event where it's very upscale? Is it an event that's really chill, mellow? What are you wearing? And then a lot of the times, my creativity comes from clothing. I don't know why. That's just, it just, it, it just, it literally sparks what it's for and then clothing. It literally sparks like all of this like creativity and I just go in. So what kind of, what kind of, mood am I going for? Okay, do I want to add a hair piece? Then I'll go in and say, okay, what kind of hair? Do I want it to be more curly? Do I want it to be a um, little bit more sleek? Do I want it to be like an updo? Do I want it down? That all depends on how the aesthetic of the clothes. I always ask my client, what are your vibes as well? I want to go ahead and back and forth because I want to make sure that my client is happy at the end. If we do the collab, then everything will mesh together. For the most part, my clients are like, yeah, I'm on board. Um, and then there's there are times where it's like, okay, how about either they say, oh, I love this, let's add this, or let's maybe, I love this aesthetic, but maybe let's take this here, take this off or whatever. So it's, it's always a collaborative effort. Um, and I love that. That's why it's very important for me to have like bonds with my clients because 
um, I want to make sure that I do the best that I can for them so then that they can feel good. Talk maybe a little bit about on the show, yes. the time period here, right? So, yeah. So time period here, again, I figure out different pieces. I actually talk to wardrobe. I talk to the department head. We have a conversation about what is happening, what she's wearing with my client. We all talk about what like what vibe that she's going with and what you know she's she's feeling because i want that energy to i want her to be confident so when she's on screen you believe her character i don't want my hair to be a distraction i want it to be a part of who she's portraying depending on how long they're going to give me as well and how i could take all of her hair and put it in a style that would work so that it would be less time but yet still not stifle my creativity to portray each time something different for each scene. So Yeah, I think it's important that people realize hair a lot of times sets a tone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just woke up. So you want mm-hmm. them to still look good because it's a movie or a television show, but they have to look like they woke up. Mm-hmm. They're going to a formal dinner, right? This has to set the tone of, you know, she's making a statement when she walks in the room. Mm-hmm. So that's a totally different goal and your hair has to kind of make that statement visually before anything else happens. Absolutely. And this is one of those areas I think it really can make a huge difference on a production because if you get the wrong person doing your hair, especially for African-Americans, and you mess up the hair early, mm-hmm. you may not be able to pull off that look no. or maintain it or do other looks later yeah. because the hair is damaged and can't exactly. hold it. Or has to scale back, and that can really alter kind of the image that you're going for. Exactly. And so when that happens, we thank God for wigs. (laughs) And so far, um, I really, I'm really happy the way the industry is going as far as like wigs, um, because they're making all types of textures that look natural. African American, a lot of Black clients, like their or actors and actresses, will go get their hair done outside to get the wig put on and then just go to work again they're still doing their own hair it should, it should be part of the process and yeah I think we can touch on some of the inequality in that way too is mm-hmm. and this is one of those things for me is people don't realize how much extra time goes into like hair for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. male versus female right right I'm a guy I have pretty simple hair. I got a lot of hair. So I get a haircut almost every week on our show (laughs) to kind of keep the continuity the same. So I take a little more time than others. As a rule, the guys show up late, right? Like basically if we're shooting at nine o'clock, we can be there at eight o'clock. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's usually what the call sheets look like. (laughs) Right. And then the flip side of that is for our female counterparts, Mm -hmm. For an eight thirty nine o'clock call, they may have to be there at six, six, or five o'clock. Six, five o'clock, yeah. That's five o'clock or six o'clock after you already spent four or five hours making the hair work the day before. Absolutely. And and I don't think that that's always gets acknowledged. Female actors get this recognition that a lot of times right. they have to put in longer days. Yes, they do. To yes, achieve they do. the same look for this project. Yes, they do. Absolutely. I'm there with my client. She won't have to be on set until seven and we're there at four o'clock in the morning. It's like, well, this is a process. This is what we have to do to make sure that. And then her, you know, her male, her male um, colleagues, they come six, I think maybe Yeah. like, you know, and it's just like, 
we worked probably the day before, right? Pretty long, right? And late. Yeah. And now you get like two hours of sleep. And then you just because you have to take longer, you know, it, it is it is a process. It is definitely a process. And I think that's where having someone who really can do it well. Yes. Like I was touching on earlier, if you if you mess up the hair. Yes. Now it's an even longer process. A longer process. And, and now we have to like over the course of the season, it can go yep. from, you know, it, it was a three hour process in the beginning and now it's a four or five hour process because we're trying to make something work because yes. the wrong person was doing it. It's one of the reasons why you want to call Ashley. If I can turn into a commercial for a minute, you want to call <laughs> Ashley or someone yes. who's super talented. If you don't, you end yeah. up with a totally different problem. Yeah. And, and I feel sorry for, you know, my counterparts yeah. show up three hours early or four hours early or that people don't really get that or for an event. You know, sometimes people say to you, we want you to wear, you're going to wear a dress, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to look great at this event. Mm -hmm. You have these earrings and this necklace and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So it has to show. So that means hair's got to go up, but hair's got to be mm -hmm. kind of designed and done first and then put up. Yep, exactly. They exactly. Gotta edges, right? Yes, so you got to make sure those edges are laid, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's especially to manipulate natural hair. It does take a lot of time. Sometimes I do have to, the hair could be wet and usually a lot of times I kind of want it to, so then I can kind of blow dry and then under, you know, and manipulate it myself and start to create, I kind of want like a nice clean canvas, but to blow dry takes about 30 minutes, you know what I mean? And then to do the intricacy of braiding, um, adding some hair, um, manipulating twisting and put pinning and it takes time it definitely takes time and straightening yeah I oh yeah sometimes if you want something this yes absolutely i've definitely had a blow dry straight, straight. Mm -hmm. you know sometimes producers i think um not because they mean to make it harder or mean to make it take longer but a lot of it is ignorance, right? Yes, absolutely. And as diversity is growing in our business, but awareness has lagged behind in my opinion. Yes, the awareness, like you said, it's what I do now. And so that, it's so funny. I've heard somebody, some people on set uh, told me like, um, oh, you're bold for doing that. Well, has anybody tried? Like, has anybody really actually tried and go, hey, this is going to take me a little bit longer. And I know, and I know you're on a time frame, I understand. But you have, then you have to allow me this amount of time if you want it to come off and you want it to portray on screen. If you want something done right and you want it to look right the first time so that whenever you're, as a director, you want it to look good, then I, it's going to take time. And you, so they understand, like, okay, you know what, she right. Men might not always understand, mm -hmm. but we know what good hair and, and a good setup looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, female audience members know exactly kind of what goes into that, and they evaluate each other's hair hard, right? Like, like that, that is done hard, right? It, like, yes. For the performer, they know that. Absolutely. So it's so Absolutely. beautiful now to see real natural hair now in, mm -hmm. in projects, to see people really doing really artistic, beautiful yes. work. Yes but it does take Absolutely. a lot of time and effort and you have to have an artisan who knows these skills and has this complexity in their toolkit. You mm -hmm. know, I, you know, I've watched you work and I've watched you work on people where they're unsure 
And by the end, they're turning to you and saying, well, what else? Or what else can we try, right? Yes, that is every client that comes to me, they say they love my work, right? And it's always sometimes it's like, it's so beautiful and it's so different for them. And they're like, okay, let's go ahead and work. And then they're like, oh, well, I don't know. And da, 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 da. And like you said, I'm, I try to make it as comfortable as possible to where if you, I tell my client, if you don't feel comfortable with something, I'm always open to changing whatever it is. And I always want to make my client feel that way because I'm doing a service for you, one. And two, you're walking, this is your head, your hair. I want to make sure that you feel good because it's yours. It's not mine. It's yours. So I can't say, oh, this is going to look good on you. No. If you don't feel that it looks good, then let's figure out how we can make it feel where you feel good. And if you don't, I'm always going to tell you if something's not right because I'm a perfectionist. So if something doesn't look right for me, I'm going to continue to make sure that it looks aesthetically fine for whatever it is for you um, as my client or, you know, whatever the event is for and whatnot. Touching Mm -hmm. on things. Mm-hmm. male female whoever right mm-hmm. when you wear a wig there's so mm-hmm. much that goes into putting on that wig mm-hmm. and making sure that you're capable of doing whatever it is you need to do in the scene yes there are people who can just put a wig on mm-hmm. but that's not the real skill the real skill mm-hmm. is to get it to match in the edges mm-hmm. to stay flush mm-hmm. to move around and still have some flow or some movement or mm-hmm. some kind of life to it so it's not just so it, it doesn't look like you're Eyes have been pulled back yes. and you look surprised to all see. <laughs> yes. My client last season, actually, um, I did a wig on her in the scene. The part, their house got raided. So I had to make sure that that wig did not fly off because she did her own stunt. So, so I had to make sure that that wig did not fly off and do whatever. And it wasn't a distraction. It has to, and it has to match what her, I, basically you wouldn't know that she was wearing a wig a gap of time, the first thing they want to do is change the hair. Yes. It's kind of the starting place for a lot of the tone and, and changing. Yes. Take us through, you know, sometimes you get a lunch break or, or an extended period of time where you have time to really do that change. But there's a lot of times it's on the fly as they're moving equipment. And what's your window normally look like, Ashley? If I didn't have that time, I probably would have only had like 15 minutes. This is why I make friends with PAs on set because then they can stay know what's happening. So if I need to go to Crafty, I'm like, okay, you just stay with me. Yeah. (laughs) Let me know. So if you know something's happening. Yeah, but it's like, but I have to go through those lengths though, just so then I could get the little snack time. But I want to, what if I want to have time to myself? I don't want a PA next to me. And I want to have like time where I'm just like, like I can think about the day, think about what's happening later, eat my food, enjoy it, taste it, you know? It's not like I, you don't have kids or anything else to think about, right? Exactly, like, exactly, like. Yeah, we don't work a normal nine to five, like no, people think, right? It, no, exactly. For example, like glam, a lot of times glam happens after a day of work. And so you've gone through this whole day of working one way, right? And now all of a sudden, you have to make this person glam you set somebody up for glam or whatever you get them already but then they get into a car so the next thing you do is you're looking for the pictures like <laughs> i want to see the picture how's it look right where's the step and repeat let me see <laughs> let me go ahead and go see absolutely it's like my job never ends it never ends like social media right you want to make sure that you have some kind of platform for yourself because this is how your business thrives especially being entertainment this is how your business thrives and i'm just like okay 
I'm not a social media person and it is so hard. I'm young, but like, or being on social media to tell people, oh, I'm here. Oh, people, hey, for me, because everything in my life was like, well, whatever happens at home is your business. You know what I mean? Right. You don't spread your business out in the street. So you're like, well, now I have to, now it's okay to open up a little bit. Like, yeah, I got to push a little bit of my business. Right. I have to push a little bit of my Okay. So, you know, I've now figured out a way where I can give a little bit, but not to where it's just like uncomfortable for me. And it's a fine line because Absolutely. clients are all different. And yes. some people are okay with you announcing that you did that project and mm -hmm. other people are a little more secretive or, or a little uncomfortable with that. And I think Absolutely. that's, and same thing on production, you know, there are hierarchies in every department, mm -hmm. you know, and so hair and makeup, for example, mm -hmm. whoever runs that department, this is one of the problems I see sometimes, particularly <clears throat> with minority cast members in particular is mm -hmm. they don't always get the person that they need. Yes. Ashley's not looking up YouTube videos and no. doing it on the fly in the middle of, of this no. to go put you out into the middle of the no. world, right? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> which which we've all heard stories of that happening. Yes, <laughs> I have heard. And I was like mortified. Like how do you, I don't understand is, it's a pride thing, I feel like. Say like the department head doesn't really know their department, right? For the first time of the meeting could be on set and you get something you don't know but you've seen so-and-so practice or do something or they've talked about it and you've seen their work while you've been on set, then you go, hey, so-and-so can do it because I just want to make sure that everything is right because I don't want to bad on me. And right. then I don't want production coming for our department for because we can't get it together. No, to make everything smooth and everybody in a good space and it runs great, then I'm going to, you know, but a lot of people don't do that because they're like, well, I'm going to do it because they're afraid somebody's going to take their job. Anytime in any business, not just ours, but any business, if you mm -hmm. don't, get, if the job doesn't get done, they're going to be looking for somebody else who can. Exactly. So it's more important to, even if it is hard for you in the beginning to admit, it's better for you to find the right person who has the skill than to pretend and then get caught in front of the whole world. Because in our business, millions of people are going to see your screw. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just a couple hundred it's people. It's not just, right. It's not, it's, it's not the people on your block who are going to see how no, bad that worked out. No, it's going to be it. And bad hair, yes. bad hair speaks for itself. Oh, bad hair lasts a long time. People remember bad hair for, and you don't want to be remembered for bad hair, you know? No. You wanna, there's people who are remembered for, oh my God, his hair was always great. Or her hair was always, it was always great. You know what I mean? Because again, when you look at somebody, you look from head to toe. So the first thing you see is their head. So you want to make sure that sometimes the health of your hair and the, and the way you some people judge people off of that first. Yeah. You know, sometimes like, oh, the people have color in their hair. Okay, maybe that's how they express themselves. You know, maybe they're an introvert and that's how they express themselves or whatever. You see that first and then the rest. It is very important. People will remember bad hair for sure. <laughs> All right. What is the best part of your job? The people I meet, actually. Like, I love human interaction. It kind of fuels my soul to know that people are doing well you knowing people different people's backgrounds like I love learning so like if I can learn like if somebody's from a different country or if I can learn like their cultures like I just love um, meeting new people and how people from different walks of life could all like kind of the same thing 
or similar things is really really cool and then of course the RT side of me is like I love to create like I love to I'm very good with my hands I've always been really good with my hands like I sew I crochet like I just love working with my hands I'm very hands-on so to be able to sculpt and create in hair um, and I have like this crazy imagination like I'm always thinking of like just and I don't know where that comes from people like you have all this energy all this your mind just and I'm like I thank God because it helps me with what I do. So, and to be able to take that and put it for people to see, to say, okay, it's just awesome. Like to be able to do that. And then, and then people love what I do and then people love to be around me, which is great because I love people. So I'm going to give you a plug, Ashley. If, If I got a show, you're one of the first people I call for hair because you can do it all. It doesn't matter race, gender, Mm -hmm. um, background, time Mm -hmm. period, you can Mm -hmm. do everything, but you also are both a great person, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, but you're very caring and compassionate about the person, making sure, let me get the look, but not put 20 pounds of extra hair on your head, or let me make sure that we get this nice full look but I don't want to make you look silly or, or do something that's going to take five years to, to pull off every week. Absolutely. So you have to be here at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Right. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and for people who are tenderheaded, people who have never had braids in, particularly people who haven't been in the African-American community, don't understand what it's like to do a twist, right? Twists mm-hmm. take time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's pressure on your head to put in yeah. braids. There's mm-hmm. some pressure. Mm-hmm. And for me, Yours, you have a gentle touch, mm-hmm. but yours last, right? And yes. That's, that's the fine line of trying to yes. do it right without hurting the person. And you're gifted. You're an artist in oh, that way. Oh, thank especially. you. I thank my child for that, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she has taught me patience and efficiency without tugging. Because, again, I want to, you know, I think because I care for her and she has the texture that I work on the most. I want to, the energy that she gives, I want to be able to have that energy with my clients. You know what I mean? I want it to be a pleasant experience for each, but yeah, again, it's the passion and to love what you do involves learning all of the time. I find products, I find ways and techniques for me to be able to be as gentle as possible, but is but to be able to hold and last for my client. And like you said, to where it doesn't take a hundred hours, you know, I may be okay with getting up and being there at two in the morning, but my client may not want to. And I don't want her to be sitting and getting her hair done and she can barely stay awake. She felt like, you know, I don't want her to be stressed. I want everything to be as smooth as possible because again, she has a job that she has to do and I want to make sure that it is executed and that she still loves what she does. And the reason why she stopped is not because of me, <laughs> if, if you know what I mean, if anything. Yeah. So No, it makes perfect sense. And if you wanted an example for the world of why you need people who are passionate, who love what they do, and why we need new people in our business all the time, that's it. Someone who loves what they do, who wants other people to love what they do and feel empowered doing it, you can't get enough of that on a set. You can't get enough of that in life, period. 
man <laughs> yeah you know I think kids kind of really opened that up for me it's like I live for more than just myself you know and so and that just made it more aware for my life in general with the people who I interact with it's bigger than me and so if I could be I know how I would want to be treated yeah. So if I can just be able to do that for others, like it's not going to hurt me. It's only going to fuel my soul. It's only going to maybe help somebody who I didn't know that maybe needed a word or just a, Hey, how are you? You know, sometimes just a, Hey, somebody, they probably didn't get that at all today. They probably felt invisible. You know what I mean? But, but it's just like, why not acknowledge the people that are around you that are in the room with you what you do affects the next person bit small or big you know so especially if you're working in the same room so absolutely especially with my clients I'm going to be touching them and creating with them I want to make it as pleasant as possible because again my job is only one moving part for the whole thing and I want to make sure that my part did not affect it in a negative way all right Ashley what's the hardest part of your job Early mornings and late nights. <laughs> Tell the truth, right? Oh Tell the truth. It's those god. early mornings, especially oh, for kids. I, oh my god! Yeah, yes, yeah, especially with kids trying to figure out. Okay, you're gonna get those kids to school. Okay, you got this. You're doing that. All right, they got packed them lunches whenever I can. Put them in this. Yeah, but like those early mornings and those late nights where you think you're gonna be done, and then they're like another two hours, and then it's like two o'clock in the morning, and then you're like, um, okay. Now it's three thirty. All right, and then sometimes you film in a cemetery, and then you're just uncomfortable. It's just like yeah, there's strange places, strange environments, strange times. You look at the call sheet, and you're like, oh, okay, this should be an easy day, and then you're like, yes. what happened? And then what other happened? days, you look at the call sheet, and you go, there's what? I gotta yes. go where? Yes, or, absolutely. Or in the middle of your day on a call sheet, the thing that always scares me is move of location, right? Like. Yes. Oh no, we started yes. here, we're going someplace else. Now we're going else. someplace else and then they have to set up there and then it's like, oh Lord, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's, I think that, and then also, I feel bad for the PAs. Is that like a kind of, No, I agree. I, PAs are production assistants for people who don't know. Yes. They are, for lack of a better term, the lowest people on the, on the, on the rung and in every department. They're production Every, assistants. They yes. start with a lot of times no real title or department. It's usually people at the very beginning of trying to get in. Trying to get in. Yeah, exactly. And yes. they are forced to do all the jobs nobody all wants to do. All the jobs you don't want to do. Absolutely. Pick up the slack when things start going haywire. Yes, absolutely. We have a PA for the 80. I feel bad because those PAs that's in between, that just that one, it don't matter who you are. That one has to make sure that the cast gets to where they need to be so that they can be on set. The amount of times that I've seen those PAs sweat, cry, uh, go high, go in a corner, just be like, yeah. because it's like sometimes, you know, depending on how long they're in hair and makeup, the PA is like, well, I'm doing the best that I can because they're not, I can't, I can't well, rush the, the PA process. doesn't have any authority. They have no authority. But they're going to take it no matter what. Every year, usually you get new PAs because mm -hmm. usually after a year, if they've done a great job, they move up or move on to another job. Mm -hmm. Now, like this year on the Connors, we had Emily. Uh, last year, we had a, a young woman named Nitsa. Mm -hmm. And I probably will interview them at some point. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing coming in as a PA because you start at the very bottom. 
a lot is asked of you and a lot falls yes. on you. Yes, yes. And that I think is the hardest part is because sometimes, depending on the PA, they'll come to me negatively while I'm trying to do, you know, create while I'm trying to work. Yeah. That interaction, it has, I have to check myself because I have to know that it's not coming, they're not coming from me personally. It's because of what's happening on their end where their stress level is really high. And this is the only way that they can get this message across to me because they're, they're you know, they're going through and getting them done and done efficiently, but then also like it done correctly. You know, you want to make be efficient so where it looks good and it's done right. Now we're waiting well, again. Well, and this is one of those things I always say, you know, and it comes from a coaching thing is John Wooden used to say, if you don't have time to do it right, when are you going to have time to do it over? And on set, there's nothing worse than having to fix it in set where you don't have access to every one of your things. Nope. And in the middle of all this, you got a hundred to a thousand people staring at you and time is running. People rush, 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 rush hair and makeup. But if they don't look right, you can't shoot it anyway. No. So it's an extra minute or two of prep makes things work faster in the end, but people Absolutely. forget when they get a little stressed. Exactly. That would be the hardest. And then just the early mornings and late nights, that's ooh, in locations. Yeah. I hate when they were like, oh, the stages. I'm like, yes. All right, cool. We're at the stages. Cool. And then they were like, what location? I'm like, oh, where are we going today? All right. <laughs> a friend of mine, Michael uh, Rizzolo, who's a boom operator, always says we're indoor cats. <laughs> So he said, don't take me outdoors. We're indoor Absolutely. cats. Absolutely. <laughs> indoor cats. I'm just like, I'm looking out the window, just like, oh, this is nice <laughs> yeah. out there. All yeah, right, cool. We don't need to go on location. We're good. We can do it here. <laughs> Ooh, man. Okay. How long have you been in the business? My son it will be five, so five years. So I've been in, I've been in, that's when I got my license. So, and then immediately was in entertainment. I have a mentor who also does, uh, she's a hairstylist as well in the industry. You know, she taught me everything she knows. And then from there, I just kind of took my own way and just, obviously I did my own learning and my own research and stuff like that. And so, so five years, I've been in the industry five years. Now, when was the moment that you knew you wanted to do something in the entertainment industry? Was there a moment, something you saw, something that sparked you, or you just kind of came this way? Well, born and raised in LA, it's kind of like entertainment is all around you, no matter what. You've probably gone to school with somebody who's been on TV, who's a singer, a dancer, like somebody who's like famous, like you've been to school with somebody famous. I basically was around that. Um, I did, I, I was a dancer though. I danced, uh, I danced with Debbie Allen and I did a play with her called Pearl um, at the Geffen Playhouse, uh, UCLA. It did so well at the time. They extended it, I think like another month. So that was like, I was 13 years old. I did gymnastics for like many years. So um, competitive gymnastics. And my dad actually uh, used to be an agent. I never, I was so into like sports and stuff. So I never really did like a bunch of acting or whatever. It was more of like, I loved just like running around and being like a kid. They were like, hey, like, oh, there's like a random audition for somebody who's like an athletic build child who could do this down the third. Okay, go ahead and throw me in there, whatever. That is how I got to work with Debbie Allen for that play. Um, and that kind of, now I was able to really see a production and to be like, wow, there's so many cool things that go into 
like doing like doing some kind of body of work for people to see like for an hour or whatever but you still get a great experience from that right and it's like all of these but as a kid I was amazed I'm telling you I talked to everybody from the lighting guy from the <laughs> oh, it makes perfect sense to me that's how we ended up here that's how I ended up doing fish yeah. call sheet because I want to show all these people they were amazing to me and I wanted to talk mm -hmm. to everybody because I loved everybody exactly and that's kind of how i got broken into kind of like the industry and the entertainment wl like doing a play and i was just like this is great for over time i like had a love for hair so again i love movies like i love movies i love tv shows i'm really into the writing of shows so like if it doesn't intrigue me in a way the writing has to have a specific types of writing for me has to be like okay you took time and you did this project putting this out to an audience and no matter if it's comedy drama romance whatever Whatever. Once I found out because all those moving parts and then I like I said I love movies it just kind of intrigued me again the hair part it came later it's like I love do I kind of was already good with my hands like I was braiding hair at like 12 but it was never like that's what your profession is going to be like that's what you're going to be I came I grew up where it's like you're going to find you a job like you're going to go to school you're going to go to college you're going to like you're like, going to be job. a lawyer a doctor whatever yeah. yeah like I was supposed to be a lawyer oh you're my like my whole family was like you're gonna be a lawyer you're gonna stand a third and I was like, I'm supposed yeah, to be a veterinarian yeah. see exactly right yeah. and I'm just like okay cool sure hmm went to school got a degree in psychology and then I was like this isn't it there's something missing this creativity like there's something missing and I was like doing hair like I was still like people were paying me to like braid and stuff didn't have a license I said you know what whatever I just was like you know what, if I'm going to be a hairstylist, I know that entertainment would be a place where I would want to be because I love entertainment and the moving parts behind it. And I was like, I'm really good doing hair. Go ahead and get that license. I opened up to my mentor. I said, hey, and she was like, it's crazy because I'm trying to figure out how I can like release my, like my clients because it's getting a lot for me. I'm getting older. It was literally perfect timing, like, because it was just supposed to happen, you know? Synchronicity. So, yeah right everything yeah. lines up the way it's supposed to yeah you find the right people when you're supposed to absolutely absolutely what's your dream in the business if i could say okay mm -hmm. ashley over the next 10 years what would the dream scenario be next 10 years uh one getting into this union i should be there once we start production because of the whole corona they shut down our production right pick up enough um, days get enough names on the call sheet exactly. right enough call sheets ahead and then exactly right? after that i want to my dream is to know that when a person of color walks into the hair hair trailer that they have a sigh of relief because they trust that I'm able to do the things that is needed and they don't have to have it. They don't have to be traumatized by someone who's not educated in their hair, doing their hair and messing up what they've worked so hard to do at home. Probably it's, it's heartwarming and heartbreaking for me at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we all know, both of us know, you know, African-Americans, particularly young female African-Americans who have had that experience where they've had a traumatic, terrible experience. Mm -hmm. So the idea that they have to come in and take a sigh of relief when they mm -hmm. should just be coming in and taking a moment off their feet, this should be their safe yeah. place, right? Yeah, it should be. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm hoping that 
that changes within the next hopefully five years where they're just coming in like, oh, hey, I'm in coming to work and I get to go ahead and just get my hair and my face done, you know? Yeah, I get to sit with Ashley. Right, so, see, right. And listen, I'll have some good music playing and then we'll talk about whatever before you have to really get into whatever you have to do and have that time, you know, because they, because you as actors have to have that time to go over your lines as well. Even though you've been studying them, you've been going over them, but to be able to transform into the character that you have to portray, you want to have, sometimes it's good. Sometimes you can tell some actors, actresses are in, their, in the chair and they're just like, okay, I'm going to go over my lines or whatnot. But then sometimes, a lot of times they're like, I just want to relax right now before I have to just go into work mode. You know what I mean? And I want to make sure that the vibe is right for the client and that they feel good again so like you said I want them to walk in and be like I, this is my time to let my load off before I have to dive into into work also too I want to within the 10 years I want to be able to get more people who know how to do have a diverse background in doing everything in hair like I, I'm going to try to bring whoever I can in that I know that has integrity that has a passion for what they do with hair and that they are well-versed in knowing all textures, all inclusive. Like that's who I wanna be able to help bring in in the next 10 years so that there is diversity. So the industry, it's easier for the industry as well. Like, I just don't understand why you can just go, okay, you can blink and all of a sudden you have somebody that can do whatever. Well, that's what you want. We're about inclusivity. I mean, you, you know, my mm -hmm. whole thing is about inclusivity. I really feel that when you walk into that room, what you said is right, is you should have a good vibe because that's what sets the tone a lot of times for what your day's going to be as an actor. Mm -hmm. to show up, to have somebody you know, you're in good hands. It's a very personal thing to have someone touching your hair, touching your face, touching your skin. You know, not Absolutely. very many people do that over the course of our lives, if you really think about it. No, yeah. So you're trusting somebody so that you're already very close. It makes a huge difference. And I love that. Ashley, that's like the perfect answer. Oh. May the best job you have be getting to work together so that I can come in multiple days a week, smile at you and say, all right, the vibe is right. What's your most memorable thing that you've done? Most memorable project? Is that crazy that I say like every project's really memorable? Like every no, single one. For separate reasons, right? Yes. Yeah, I love them I love all for separate. Yeah. Yeah. I love them all for separate reasons. Um, every thing that I do has such a really good memory attached to it. Yeah, I, that's, that, that's a good question. But I, and now that it's a good question because I, my realization is, is that I, I'll a lot, I, like every project to me for me is memorable because I feel like every interaction is important. Every project meant something to that person or to, you know what I mean? And that, if that, that affects me too, is like, I was a part of something that was good in this person's life. That's like memorable for me is because I see like photos and you can tell they shine, they feel good. You know, you can tell even when you're on like set for a photo shoot, you can tell that they feel good and that I'm part of that, something that they'll remember. And those are memorable for me. What's a moment that you just couldn't wait to share with your loved ones? So I think it's really where hair has taken me. I would never imagine in a million years that I would be flying on a private jet for a press tour. Like, 
But again, that's because I love what I do. And a lot, if you put your all into things that you love, that what you love to do, it'll take you places you would never think you would be. It's easy to, there's a lot of people who are fake. We're just going to be real. There's a lot of people who say certain things in your face, right? And they don't have anything to back it, back it up. Or they say they're going to, and they've probably done it for other people. But for you, it's just, you know, people get burned in this industry as well. So to be a genuine person and know that I'm not here with any ulterior motives, I'm here just to do what I can for you as my client, they, clients turn into family literally like every single one of my clients has literally like family i know probably their grandmother their mother their father just every aspect again because i cherish family too as well and i cherish my personal life and how in this industry that because you're in the public eye don't mean that everything should be public you know what I mean and I understand that so I think too that I'm not going to be like oh I did with da 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 because that's not what I'm here for I'm here to be able to provide a service for you that's great those people would say hey you should come with me and do this I have a press tour that's coming up let's go do this oh hey this that and the third because they enjoy you being around in general when you walk in your purpose, things just start to just, blessings start to just come. I think as far as like where I had to call my family, like it was great. Like it was a press tour. Everything was paid for. I was, I was FaceTiming my kids. It was, I was, I had my daughter help me pick out what I was going to eat for dinner one night at, at Four Seasons. It was, you know, it's like never, and I'm so humbled by it and I am so grateful for it because again, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to be this young girl who's going to come in this industry. She's going to do natural hair. She's going to try to do the bits and pieces that she can with herself to, to try to change the industry because you've heard so many things on the other end and you're just like, this can't happen anymore. You know, um, I think, cause I've also had a bad hair story. I got a relaxer at 13 too, as well. My mom didn't really know and all my hair broke off really bad. So I think to know that because I was dancing and they said, oh, well, you need to get her hair straight so that she can continue to, you know, she doesn't sweat out her press while she's dancing for the look that we want. And to see that you compromised for that. And now my damage, like you said, the damage was done to my hair. I don't want that to happen to anybody in this entertainment industry the way that it happened to me you know can um, i can i follow up on yeah, that can i ask yeah. you a question about that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people always ask me because i did a lot of really embarrassing things on the roseanne show in mm -hmm. my teenage years right mm -hmm. what was that like for you to have that moment where you, you do this because you you want to appease other people mm -hmm. and you're trying to do your best for the job Mm -hmm. And then it works out terribly for you mm -hmm. and you don't really get the support that you should mm -hmm. as a teenager, teenage years are tough enough for everybody as, as they are to begin with Absolutely. But then to have your hair get messed up. I yeah, middle see how that could really yeah. make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, That's why we thank God for protective styles where you can probably put it in braids, but who's to say you really wanted braids. You liked the way your hair was before, but because you had to do this thing for this job, it affects it 
instead of it just being that job, people can release that. They go on, but now I'm living with this la- this long-lasting impression emotionally and physically on my head for just a moment, you know? And there are other ways and options for someone to be able to carry a hairstyle or maybe just not do it that way, you know? Um, and there's other options. Sometimes you have to get people to know that there's more than one way. That's that's kind of like what fueled me to be like now. Like, if I'm going to do hair, yeah. I'm going to do it with a purpose. And it's going to be because it, I think it's now, I'm 20, I was 25, I think. Yeah, 25. So for 12 years, the same thing keeps happening. Um, like, and I know it was happening way before me. So that means decades in like we got to figure something out at this point like it has to be some kind of change it has to be some kind of something but you do so i I know this much ashley you do it better it's one of the reasons i trust my family in your hands you're the person i call for my daughter right like Mm -hmm. my family you're the person i call because you know what it takes regardless of hair type regardless Mm -hmm. of, of style you're that person because you care and I think you've done something transcendent. I'm sorry you had to go through that experience, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you that there's a lot of young women with natural hair who are reaping the benefits of your kindness because of it. I appreciate that. That's, that's really it. If the work that I'm doing, I think in anybody who does any job, if it's just benefiting you, then what are you doing it for? Like It needs to benefit and help others too as well. And as long as I'm doing that, then I'm doing, I'm doing it right. I'm doing my, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I want to make sure that, you know, again, like we touched on, it's more than just, you know, people, I like the interaction and what you do affects little or big, because even if you do it for self, it's still affecting somebody else. As long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in my career, giving knowledge, education, their hair and what to do and how to maintain so then that when they walk into a room as well that they have that knowledge and say hey you know my hairstylist said that this that and the third you know so then somebody doesn't take advantage of my clients as well like I want to make sure or just people or people in general who may not know about their hair in general from all like you said all textures I want to make sure that they have the people have the education so when they walk in they feel a little bit more confident too as well I'm gonna try and lighten you up for a moment because okay. we went real deep. <laughs> All right, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen on a set? Well, doing doing on a period show, I know this is kind of like I seen like like cocaine, <laughs> but not really cocaine, but like the because I'm dealing we we're dealing with crack in the '80s for the show, and I saw this room and I was just like, huh. So odd, right? Like just seeing it laid out, like it looks like a super right. drug dip, right? Like you, you right. just go. What you really, what, yeah, right. What you imagine, oh, it's in front of you, but it's not real, but it's in front of you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think props and how, for me, it's like really cool, like how they can take an empty room and then make it into an apartment in like a week or overnight sometimes. I'm amazed um, by, by props and set dressing and all of those departments. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show and kind of share them their magic and kind of the behind the scenes portion of it. Well, whoever you're interviewing, tell them, okay, that they're awesome for that creativity and how you like make things happen that quickly is really cool. <laughs> as far as hair, the strangest thing I've seen on set, um, I've seen people like 
I've seen people like make faces if they know they messed up or <laughs> and I just wish they would go like help. oh no um you know like you gotta let them know yeah oh let help help me don't just let like them make somebody, faces right right tell like, somebody you need help yes, don't let that please. person walk out there like that please oh my god like well I always tell me. people a real friend tells you when there's something in your teeth or your hair's not right or whatever. Your real friend yes. turns to you and is like, mm-hmm. right? That's a real friend. Mm-hmm. If you walk around all day with a group of people and you walk up and you see a friend and your friend goes, hey, you got this stuff. And you go, that's when right. you look at everybody else. Go, everybody okay. else before them. Yep. Like, oh, okay. you got, those are my real friends. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Then like babies, like fake babies. And this then fake pregnancy had, bellies, those are robot. different. We had, a, we had a robot baby on set briefly <laughs> for a preemie. And that it's weird to watch a guy turn it on and remote control and like, and ask questions that you would only hear on a set. Like, am I moving the legs too fast? <laughs> oh my God. Like, you're never going to hear that anywhere else, right? Like, no. am I moving the baby's legs and arms too fast? Oh my God, yes, that is so true. And in our world, we hear stuff like that all day, every day. Exactly, exactly. So to me, I think that going on set was an adjustment a little bit because I was just like, oh, oh, that's not real. Okay, wait, all right. So yeah, that was cool. That's some cool stuff, yeah. Okay, if you could go back to any project or assignment in your past, knowing what you know now. I think maybe my first viral hairstyle, I guess. I know different techniques now and different ways that I could have, like, it still came out great. People love it. It's on Pinterest. People, like, save it and, like, recreate it and stuff, so it's cool. But I think, but that's more of a personal, like, oh, okay, you could have done this, then the third, but, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, now I have a final run of questions that I ask everybody. Okay, okay. What's the first thing you look for on a call sheet? My, my call time. <laughs> Okay, what's the last thing that you want to see on a call sheet? My call time? <laughs> if it's like super early. <laughs> super early, at 2 a.m., at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., anything that's before like 5 oh or 6. Oh, my God, yes. Um, also, too, how many scenes? Yeah, a crazy setup with a million scenes. A crazy scenes setup and where, yeah, the way the scenes are set up and like, oops, the way the scenes are set up and exactly like how, if they're going to like, oh, if they're, if we're doing a scene, that we a new scene and then we have to go reshoot at the end of the day a scene that we shot the day before and now I have to change that 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 part I hate seeing I don't I'm scared to see what how the sequence of the day is going to be that's for sure oh yeah there's nothing worse than after going back in time absolutely (laughs) especially for hair absolutely absolutely what's your favorite thing to see at craft service coffee like but like in a whole espresso machine i need variety okay Okay. i need to be like all right i feel my caffeine's running low all right let's what am i going to treat myself with today it's like little highlights right and i love bagels and cream cheese all right now what's the one thing you hate to see at craft services the guy who runs craft services (laughs) (laughs) i got a great one i got a guy named chance who's amazing so the great ones are out there there you'll get the right one all right, how do you define success? As long as whatever I'm doing is do it's giving giving life or giving it's helping someone else, I guess. That fuels me. Um and like as long as I'm happy doing what I love, 
um, also family. Success to me is just like a completeness of like love, family. My career is great, but also like it's just ever evolving. My brain is ever like my, my, my creativity is ever evolving. Being able to be open to receive knowledge, just living, you know, and learning every day to me is like success that I'm able to wake up in the morning and that's another day of receiving love and giving love and and learning and then having people around me that love me and support me and vice versa all right ashley how are you measuring up to that definition of success just being open and honest with myself open and honest with the people around me yeah that is the way that i will be able to measure up to that my to that success is just to be open and honest all right, what's the one thing that you want to see on every set? Smile, smiling faces, smiling, you know? So I love smiling faces. I love, I want great energy every day. Like you're happy to be here. Yes, you've worked these long hours, but you, this is no place else. There was no place else that you'd rather be than on this set because it is what you love to do. I love that. Me too. That's how I am pretty much mm -hmm. every day on set. I love what I, we get to do. All right, now what's the first thing you would eliminate from a set if you could? Disconnection of communication. I feel like people need to listen more and receive more um, than to just bark or say and be okay with receiving and not being offended and not taking it personal. Uh, that, that can go. That's great advice. Yeah. All right, what's the best thing you've gotten from a project? Hmm. Like, like, what did they give? Like, like physically or just anything? Okay, best uh, anything. thing. I didn't. I didn't put parameters on it. I, I like. Mm. I like to leave that open for you. Okay, knowledge. Honestly, learning my industry a little bit more. I, I, you know, obviously, I'm. I've been in it for a little bit, but I'm still learning, obviously. And so, some of the politics, which is kind of weird, and like, I think understanding how things work as far as like being a hairstylist in the industry I think knowing the like that's the best thing because now I know how to move and navigate without being kind of like this like doughy-eyed baby trying to figure out oh oh I gotta go over here I gotta you know trying to now that I understand how it works it's like okay oh this is how this goes okay all these light bulbs went off so i think that's probably the best thing i've taken from projects all right how do you want those people who work with you to remember you that she was kind and she knew what the hell she was doing oh yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely and you do and you are i just i want to say that she's a pleasant person she's kind um and she knows what the hell she's doing for sure what is the legacy you want your loved ones to take from your life? That no matter how big I get, that I stayed humble throughout the whole process and that I did not forget the people who have supported her. Not like set, like she's set the bar for us to, for us to reach so then we can go beyond and and to continue what she was doing or what she is doing you know i want to inspire like i want to like, that she inspires people i'm so thankful you did this you know ashley i couldn't think of a better person especially for hair i really wanted people to see your light and your love and your passion and to highlight 
the way that our business is changing a little and that it's growing, that we're growing together, right? And so thank you so much for coming on uh, the call sheet and sharing all your insight and your wisdom. Yes, well, thank you for having me. This was great. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to share more.